When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody. This is Adam, the co-host of the podcast you're about to listen to. Just a couple of things. First up, come out to our next stand-up show at the Alex Theater in Glendale, California, this Wednesday, September 20th. You can see me and my co-host, Connor McSpadden, along with his co-host from the Mean Boys podcast, Keith Carey, and a bunch of other comics telling jokes directly to your face. It's free. The Alex Theater in Glendale, 7.30 p.m. Go to eventbrite.com and search for Unpops to reserve a spot because space is limited. We hope we see you there. Also, if you like this podcast and you want to hear it every damn week, you can do that by subscribing to the rest of the Unpops podcast networks on Patreon. We're going to be doing Conspiracy the Show every single week. You'll still be able to get two free episodes every month, just like you have been. But for just $5 a month, you can get two extra episodes of Conspiracy the Show, along with all the other podcasts this network releases, which is a whole damn bunch. Just $5 a month. No ads like this one to worry about. So that's cool. Patreon.com slash unpops. Go out and subscribe. If you like this show, you'll probably like the rest of the shit we do. Anyway... Thanks. We love you. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Conspiracy, the show, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Connor McSpadden. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Conspiracy, the show. I'm Adam Todd Brown. I'm Connor McSpadden. We're your hosts. You should already know that, though. Yeah. You're really fucking weird. This is episode 10, gang. Yeah. We just have someone come on and introduce us, and then... That'd be okay. cool. I think that's what Conspiracy the Show needs, is like an Andy Richter. Yeah. Yeah. We should have a, we should have a side man. Yeah, we need like just that. like a fat guy with a good voice. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of me. So, I mean, we need a second fat guy with a good voice. It's a good point. A little, a little story for you guys. I was uh, pulling up, parking out in front of the Unpops uh, headquarters. As I walked <laughs> up, there's a uh, there's an ambulance, and there's a guy being loaded in the in the ambulance. He's probably about thirty feet away from me, and got Adam's build. He's wearing a beanie, <laughs> and I'm just like, "Fuck, did I?" Come? And I didn't want to go over and be insensitive. I mean, but also if it's Adam, I should go <laughs> say, "Get well soon." We will we'll, we'll, re- we'll push back to Monday recording. <laughs> So I was a little concerned, and then I, I texted him, I'm like, hey, I'm here, uh, and you know, Adam's a very punctual, professional guy, about five minutes, I'm waiting for the response, just like, did Adam have a heart attack? Is I, did, a, is, is the, did a spot open up at Fastball of Chats this Monday? <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a good time for me to finally be late coming down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, here was, he is in perfect health. I'm, I'm alive. Yeah. I, that actually was me. I just recovered. That was one of your body doubles. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, that's what you call a fucking segue, my friend. What are we <laughs> exactly. talking about today? Good. That is a, we should get a segue sponsorship. Oh, yeah, we would probably never be able to plug him because usually just like, yeah, I got a mohawk. Anyways, uh, John <laughs> Benet Ramsey's weird. <laughs> exactly. We're talking about celebrities who aren't who they say they are. If you ask me, that's all of them. Am I right? Exactly. And living in this town? We never really see the true side. It's real fake. Celebrities. Here's a fun little celebrity story. Uh, the con man, uh, as some of you might know, owes, owes some money to the wrong people. All right? I'm talking the government, <laughs> Chase Bank, uh, my mom a little bit. So uh, I've been, uh, I've been, and this is, you know, I, I'm a big believer in not trying to sound cooler than you are, look cooler than you are, because you know, people will see through it, or if you get caught, it's just more embarrassing. So the con man's been driving a little Postmates in his free time, <laughs> and I was headlining a comedy club in Arizona. You think that's a pretty good place to be in, in stand-up? I'm like, okay, I got my, my name out on the electronic marquee outside. I got, you know, I was just doing 
doing closing out the shows, doing doing my hour set. You know, just signing autographs, taking pictures with people afterward. Not autographs, a couple pictures. Sure. But uh, after the show, I'm in <laughs> I'm in Scottsdale, Arizona. I'm like, ooh, look at this blitz pricing. You know, I'm not super sleepy before I go back there in my Airbnb. Why not go double down? Just make this a big money weekend. So I go out uh, delivering some food to some drunk bros in Arizona. I get one order to a hotel room. Walk upstairs with two pieces and a couple cans of Coke. Who opens the door but Chris D'Elia, a person <laughs> that I was on television with eight months ago. <laughs> if you go back and check out the uh, Roast Battle Preliminaries for Los Angeles Part 2, you'll see me talking to Chris D'Elia on TV. He was judging me. A guy that I have also I opened for him at the Improv a couple years ago for a whole weekend. You know, it was... We're not. We're, I'm. I'm. He, we don't have. We're not friends or anything. I'm not going to claim that. I think if he saw me out at a comedy club, he, he might give me a nod. I think if he saw me at Whole Foods, he might say hi. Can we talk for a second? You know, we're not, by no means am I pretending to be close. But he opens the door and he's like, "Dude, what the fuck?" And I'm like, <laughs> "What the fuck?" And he's like, "Wait, all right, so do you live out here?" And I was like, "No, I'm uh, headlining a shittier club than you are down the street." And he's like, "Oh, okay. What? What? What do you?" And I'm like. I, I got credit card debt, man. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Enjoy your pizza. And yeah, it was just so fucking funny. Oh, that's fucking embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it was pretty brutal. But that's that's L.A. We talk about that on the podcasts a lot, where people are like, uh, I feel like people even see us as kind of minor celebrities, and it's like, man, most of us have day jobs. Oh yeah. No. I, uh, w- one more quick story about struggle. that. Struggle. Yeah. Well, first of all, Crystal is a nice guy, uh, and he gave me a very nice tip, so that was cool. But uh, I, I did. I was doing casinos out this uh, this weekend in New Mexico, and a Mean Boys fan brought us like a gift bag, and I was just sitting at a slot machine waiting for my girlfriend to get out of the bathroom so we can go back to the hotel. And I'm sitting on this slot machine. She goes, "Hey, enjoyed your show. This is for you." And I was like, "Oh, thanks." And then she just walks away and she just like leaves this purple gift bag. And I start looking through it and I'm realizing like there's like little cards addressed to us with like Mean Boys references. And like she yeah. left before I could even say anything. And I was like, "How antisocial <laughs> are the Mean Boys fans?" Like where they're like, ah, I, I, you know, just fucking chuck a bag at you when they're walking past. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, "Is there is there a bomb in here? Is this anthrax?" <laughs> okay, Hello Kitty stickers. That's nice. So yeah, celebrities who aren't who they say they are. Yeah. Like secret uh, Postmates driver Connor McSpadden. <laughs> it's not a secret, baby. All right. <laughs> Let's talk about the Beatles first. This is a really famous one. There's an entire goddamn website about this idea that the Beatles never existed. I've uh, I've been fully familiar with this one for a while. Uh, I I me and my friends when we were you know and I was just a an Ontario loser just eating Little Caesars pizza every day and playing Halo Reach on the internet. We used to just watch bad documentaries. There's a great one about Bill Withers called Still Bill. Oh, yeah. Where someone is just like, oh, man, I got Bill Withers to do his first like public thing in years. And then they make in this documentary and they realize that he's the most boring man that ever lived and has no desire to get back into the music industry or be famous at all. But there's one called Paul Really Is Dead. And the framing device for it is that they have these secret audio cassette tapes by George Harris. He's like, Paul's dead. Ooh, <laughs> I hope I don't get murdered. I have cancer. And uh, so we used to watch that. And uh, the second girl I ever had sex with, I showed her Paul McCartney really is dead. And then and then we hooked up. So I got I've always got a, a soft spot in my heart for this. It always works. Probably a teenage Connor. You know, yeah. put some numbers on the board. <laughs> yeah, that it's it's weird. This these conspiracy theorists claim that the Beatles in general were never just four men, but they were sets of multiple people. Yeah. And that's when at EMI was like, we're making too much money. We need some backups. Right, right. In case, in case Paul dies. <laughs> Wait, I, this is my Ringo Starr impression. I played the drums. <laughs> they let me be in the Beatles. <laughs> now, what if Ringo Starr and Bill Clinton met? <laughs> Got a lot of props in my Bill Clinton impression last exactly, week. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, strawberry feels forever, Ringo. <laughs> okay. That's a good one. Yeah. This is a quote from their website. We began researching this in 2011. Consider it to be a serious subject, not a joke, and this site is here to expose the actions of those who exploited these young men in whatever form they actually appeared to us and defrauded us, their fans. Uh, Let me translate that. This site is here to opportunistically exploit the Google AdSense clicks of people that like <laughs> the Beatles and make their families uncomfortable <laughs> even after they've given the world uh, some of the most beautiful music ever made. Yeah, especially with them starting this in 2011. Like, yeah. That's a little bit behind the curve. Some of this shit was around in the 80s, but we'll get into that. Yeah. They claim to have thousands of hours of evidence, but it all just kind of focuses on Paul McCartney, it seems like. When you yeah. start going through their website. 
Well, you, well, you notice this a lot uh, just before we get started with the famous people. It's just like as you get more money, it's I don't even think it's necessarily a plastic surgery thing. I think you're just able to take care of yourself more. Like you notice right. a lot of celebrities get hotter over time, you know? Yeah. And it's just because like, okay, well, they don't they don't have to, you know, wake up at 6 a.m. and drive to Winnemuc in Nevada to make $150 anymore. Like, right. You know, Whitney Cummings can sleep in and put buy a nice face mask and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just... It's just the having the kind of resources and like the people around you. Like you know, you got people that are really hired to make you look better. I mean, at Paul McCartney playing pubs in Liverpool is going to look a little different than Paul McCartney, you know, trillionaire like exactly sitting yeah. around the Apple Music Studios. Yeah, the reasoning they they put behind this is uh, that uh, I mean, basically the the reasoning any celebrity would use is that they, like you said, wanted kind of body doubles. But there's also this theory that Paul McCartney died. At one point. Yeah. Well, this is based off of a real car accident that he was in. Right. It's based off a car accident that happened in 1965, I, I think so. Believe. I think it was fairly early on. And uh, a rumor started about it almost right away that Paul had died. And a couple months... It was months... on like Tiger Beat or some yeah. shit like that, yeah. And a couple months later, the Beatles' official fanzine addressed the rumor and said, no, Paul's not dead. And it kind of marinated for a year or two. And then, oh, it was January 1967 was when the traffic accident was supposed to have happened. Mm -hmm. And this conspiracy theory was actually started by a kid writing for Drake University's newspaper, which is just a fucking college in Iowa. Yeah. Which gives you an idea of how news worked back then. So Drake like, University newspaper thought nothing was the same. <laughs> Lean to camera for audio medium. <laughs> and yeah, he writes this article. More like Aubrey wrote. Okay. <laughs> called Paul or is Paul dead? And this article gets just picked up all over the fucking place as if it's actual news. Yeah. And then there's a second article written by another college newspaper a couple months later where the guy was kind of making fun of this whole Paul is dead theory. Yeah. And he uh, included all these clues from Beatles songs and albums that he was making up. And that, to this day, is what people still cite as the evidence that Paul is dead. It's so weird that sometimes you'll have something that's satirical and then it ends up being the basis for this like thing that just gets out of hand. And by the way, interesting fact that I actually looked into, the man who, uh, who first wrote that Drake University article, his name, Perez Hilton the first, <laughs> <laughs> Just scribbled on pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just drew jizz on Paul McCartney. <laughs> man, I had an article once that got linked on Perez Hilton. Com. Congratulations. Jesus Christ. It got like 40 million views. Oh, I mean, it's that's, so fucking weird. Yeah. yeah that's it, an exaggeration, but it was it like probably four was, to five million. It probably was one of your least favorite articles, too, right? I didn't even write it. It was just uh. a website that I was working for. It was about Jason Biggs' wife getting him a prostitute for his 35th birthday, I think. Okay. Jenny Mollen. She has like a TV show now, and she wrote a bunch of books. It's it's interesting how that works because I'll do all these podcasts. We you know we put a, you put a lot of work into this one. Uh, you know I put a lot of work into Mean Boys. All this uh, all this shit that you do, just pour hours into. And then I made a meme of Obama that, about bartenders that's been on like ev like fucking George Takei's Facebook, Fat Jew, yeah. Fuck Jerry, all world star hip hop. Recently picked it up when I had to do the whitest thing you could possibly do, which is send a sternly worded email to world star hip hop <laughs> asking them to credit your joke. You know, and I'm like, this is it. Just on Imager alone from the initial Reddit post has over a million views. It's been shared by all these major outlets. So like, I'm sure that Obama himself may have very well seen this. And I'm like, that this is my legacy to the world. This yeah, is the thing that great. I did. That fucking yeah. Well, I think hits. the most the most viewed video I've ever been on is probably that burn booth episode we did oh in yeah, Santa yeah, yeah that's got like a million views now or some shit yeah 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 uh, i i don't know how much we want to blow up a spot but a friend of ours uh shared it on one of his big fancy facebook uh you know content aggregators and it's just like yeah just all of a sudden had like seven hundred thousand views in a day yeah it's nuts and now i will forever be the burn booth guy to every person who's seen that video welcome to my world <laughs> oh hey you're the roasty dude i'm like well you know i also uh, have other nuances but yeah 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 call me gay in a creative way <laughs> okay so let's talk about some of the evidence this website uses to prove that paul has been replaced by an imposter it's funny because, all, the, all, all the evidence it just looks like yeah those are four pictures of aggressively the same person <laughs> yeah those are four especially the the first set of photos and you can find all these at the beatles never existed.com <laughs> the first set of photos are paul from 1961 to 63 
when he would have been what in his teens, maybe I was only maybe sixteen, early twenties. So these are pictures of a dude aging. They black bagged and- me outside the pub and said they'd make <laughs> me a star. Took pictures of my tallywhacker. <laughs> I don't know what the English word is for it. And there's all of these like pictures of oh his height is fluctuating. The motherfuckers wore boots. Yeah, the they, Beatles wore boots all the time. They wore a lot time. of crazy shit. There's also a little something called forced perspective. Yes, <laughs> that you can use with cameras. Ooh. Yeah, we well the on the 9/11 episode last week there was that video where it does actually look like the plane's wing disappears behind a building and you're like what the fuck is that? And then you're like and it's, it's just, behind the building. <laughs> it's just perspective. You're and, bad at reading maps. And these are such such minor differences. They're like his nose. Yeah, because he's making an aggressively different face. I don't know if you know the skin is elastic. <laughs> Cartilage bends. When you emote, you look differently. It's like, wait, now, now look at this picture of smiling Ronald Reagan. And here's here's frowning Reagan. Now you tell me that ain't a fucking clown. All right, that is a Puerto Rican boy that was fed a diet of racism and of Angus beef until they could create a, a new president. There's even a picture that says something embedded in the skin. Because there's one photo where there's there looks like a little bump might be inside his ear. Yeah, a photo taken in black and white like, developed. He could have had a zit. That could developed have by a guy anything. that was hopped up on diet pills at the photo mat for the BBC. <laughs> yeah, this is it's a really fucking crazy theory, and there's. There's a ton of pictures, like we said, the Beatles never existed. dot com. Like, and like, I, I obviously I like the Beatles more than you know the, their individual solo work. Uh, probably like most of people, course, but yeah. you can't like Paul McCartney still had bars in his in his later days. I mean, some of that wing shit holds up. I even like that song you did on that uh, 2009 album about dancing and shit. <laughs> I fucking love Paul McCartney. He did a he did he did a song with Kanye called Only Only One in the most Kanye move of all time. He doesn't let him sing backup vocals. <laughs> he just plays the organ, and it's a fucking beautiful song. Uh, the to that song and like i'm like if i had a kid i'd be crying right now you know he's still fucking yeah yeah you can't really uh, counterfeit genius to that level i don't think yeah it would be it would be really hard to recreate that solo career if, like, if it's like britney spears music and stuff and i'm like but okay some of the fuck like right. the change up on jet and shit it's like you, you don't come up with that if you're just a, a dude in a casio doing cocaine that's selling hits for you know a million a pop right and uh, let's before we move on, let's go through some of the clues. Oh, my favorite, my favorite. Just a quick start about that documentary. They uh, they say the guy that was like the agent that was responsible for this was a guy named Maxwell. And then Maxwell oh. used to, and we'd hide clues for the fans so that they would know the truth. <laughs> and uh, they didn't even fucking bring up in this whole documentary. I was waiting for it because I was like, well, they named him Maxwell so they could cite Maxwell's silver hammer. Right. Never addressed. Never mentioned. And I was like, you. <laughs> Yeah, that's stupid. Here are some of the clues that convince people Paul McCartney is dead. In the song Taxman, George Harrison uh, says, my advice for those who die. Eh? Well, it's funny when you listen to that song, you're like, George Harrison, kind of a libertarian. Yeah, exactly. George George Harrison endorses a, Gary Johnson has a lot of good (laughs) ideas, the flat tax. I mean, it might be the biggest entitlement program, but it would help the economy. Uh, The entire Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band album was awash with Paula's dead clues. The Beatles had formed a new band featuring fictional member named Billy Shears, supposedly the name of Paul's replacement. That one seemed a bit on the nose, but (laughs) we slipped it past Maxwell. The album contained John Lennon's A Day in the Life, which had the lyrics, he blew his mind out in a car, and the recorded phrase, Paul is dead, miss him, miss him. Get it yet? (laughs) When Revolution Number 9 is played backwards, you can supposedly hear, turn me on, dead man. And this is said to be proof that Paul really is dead? Now that one I can explain. Ringo's a necrophiliac. <laughs> the words, I buried Paul, are spoken by McCartney's bandmate John Lennon in the final section of the song Strawberry Fields Forever. Lennon later explained that the words were actually cranberry sauce. Paul was Ringo's name for his penis, and he was <laughs> fucking a dead person. He buried Paul in his dead pussy. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> the Beatles' voices are its so easy to do. It's so much fun. Yeah. So so that's just some of the, the clues well, yeah, and it's like they can help you unlock that theory. If you play anything backwards, you can hear what you want to hear. If you play Conspiracy the Show backwards, you'll probably like. Well, Connor finally admits he's actually bisexual, and Brian <laughs> Moses was right. You know, like exactly. 
This next one is right along the same lines as the Paul McCartney theory, and it's that Eminem died in 2005 and was replaced by an imposter. I'm beginning to feel like a cyborg. (laughs) (laughs) What I love about this theory is they it all centers around him having a a major car accident but then he comes out of this major car accident with uh his facial features altered a little bit and people are like see see it's a different guy maybe he just had to have his face fixed. yeah i'd like to uh, point fucking car direct you to one mr mark hamill exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah my uncle had a car accident my family's like oh yeah there's a picture of jeff before the accident like you know he looks you look different it alters yeah. your fucking facial structure yeah even if you don't have to have reconstructive surgery your face might heal different well yeah and there's a thing like there's a little thing called cocaine and celebrities do that and then they drive cars that go way too fast for them to handle i mean yeah. they're in, this guy's taking pictures in the recording studio all day he's not out on the track doing laps like making sure he can handle <laughs> his lamborghini aventador so they fucking get in car crashes yeah yeah i mean uh, when dr dre crashed his car during the i need a doctor music video from the first time he tried to do- <laughs> after that his uh, fucking songwriting output really <laughs> shut up anyway <laughs> yeah this is what people say is he died in 2005 and that's why he went away for four years and then came back. This is a quote from uh, one of the, the websites or uh, articles, the lowdown zero dot blogspot dot co dot UK. So, you know, it's a reputable site. The real oh. Eminem died years ago. Here's a quick fun one. I saw there's a comedian that was selling merch and he had his uh, website on his t-shirts. It was a Blogspot address. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you paid like $200 to get these screen printed. You couldn't fucking get a domain on GoDaddy for no 12 bucks. No shit. Yeah. It's like $5 a year to get a domain name. I think his name was Unleaded Supreme. Which is just awesome. I want one of those shirts. Oh, I've, I've got, I'll look. For sure. i got to go to the Mission Bay thrift store <laughs> and see if I can pick one up. This is a quote from that website. The new Eminem, quote, is a total sellout, homosexual, Satanist type of scumbag with no redeeming value as a person. This is a Mean Boys iTunes review. I don't know how this guy... <laughs> You know, like the rest of the stars nowadays, <laughs> most of which are mind-controlled. Maybe some are clones. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I like when people start a crazy thought, and they're just like, well, at this point, you know, I'm, I'm beyond the point of no return. Or he's a clone. I mean, you know, who knows? Well, the frogs are gay. And uh, this is a video that people cite. And this is a genuinely weird video that people cite. And it is, it's kind of a weird video. Him, but he's going to join the Saturday Night Crew with this our is, music intro. Okay, I mean, Saturday now this is him clearly being funny. Of one of his new videos, and people use this video Bruce as evidence of his clone glitching out. <laughs> yeah, this bitch about to kick off this party. Looks wet. Let's take it back to straight hip hop and start it from scratch. That was a pretty great song. Oh, Berserk! I thought it was underrated. Yeah. But this, I very uh, much enjoy that he didn't just do the lead single as the celebrity diss montage yeah. that he had for years. Are they just going to show his whole... Or they might just be playing Berserk. Yeah, he's acting weird there, but I mean, if you're an Eminem fan like I am and you've watched a lot of Eminem videos, like he hates interview. He's much better at rapping than he is at talking, you know? Yeah, for sure. And he just doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, There's a great one where Stephen Colbert hosted that show at the Public Access Studio and he had Eminem on as a guest and like... He's doing exactly that just deliberately to be funny because he knows right. it's a comedy program. Like, he's not an unfunny guy. He just doesn't really want to, you know, go through the effort of giving people a bunch of sound bites and shit like that. Yeah, he's clearly just being funny. Yes, I'm sorry. And he's also shorter than I thought he'd be, but. Yeah, he is super short. Well, those are probably both former pro athletes, so they might just be super tall, too. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's a video of him on uh, in the booth during a Notre Dame Michigan college football game, acting like a weirdo. Yeah, and that's the kind of shit that these uh, conspiracy yeah, it's theories almost as rely on as evidence. Like, been divorced twice, had a serious drug problem, and has been famous since he was in his early twenties. You might <laughs> he, maybe he's a little bit eccentric. How do you feel about the idea that maybe Beyonce died? Ooh, I don't know. There's I, a few Beyonce theories, and some of them I'm on board with. I my whole thing about Beyonce is like I don't think everyone's wrong about Beyonce. I just don't think that they're as right as they think they are. 
That's that's true. I think that's, she's that's I think she's point. good. I think she's good. Just good. I do. I think yeah, I mean she's great. I like the formation banks. You know, she's she's not without her fucking hits and charm, and I think she's a cool, cool gal. Do you, you know? say the formation bangs? Yeah, yeah. That's a good song, but that's a good song. Oh, I thought you were talking about like her bangs Get in a the Texas video. Bama. <laughs> That was my favorite. Is when that uh, Taylor Swift single single came out, and it, you know there was that that big tweet that went around. It was like, "My mama Pennsylvania, my dad from Pennsylvania. <laughs> you mix that pencil with that vania. I am from Pennsylvania." <laughs> yeah. I did one that didn't blow up as much as I thought was, which was, "Okay, ladies, now let's ask to speak to their manager." But you know, <laughs> I never get any respect. The real Beyonce died in 2010. Adam, 2010, she died. In the 2000s, her team decided it. Well, here's a good stroke of luck, Connor. <laughs> Being that she died in uh, 2010, yeah. Because in the 2000s, as one does, her team decided to store her stem cells just in case something happened. Yeah, uh, Tom Goss has a necklace, uh, which is a which is a you know a hermetically sealed capsule full of my jism in case I die, and they need someone to <laughs> learn how to edit the the Mean Boys podcast. <laughs> I I do think that's funny, where it's just like, well, like there's someone at a regular level who's like. Oh my God! Uh, this person is making us too too much money. Let's just—I'm uh, just going to ask Bay for a strand of her hair as a souvenir. Hope she doesn't get too <laughs> creeped out, and then you know we'll start growing backups like Django Fett. She just wakes up one night and there's a needle in her neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, in 2010, she supposedly died, and there is no explanation according to this theory as to how or why. And the first evidence people start pointing to is in 2010, she released an album called I Am Sasha Fierce. Just don't do anything interesting as a famous person if you don't right. want any conspiracy theories about you. There's no Andy Roney conspiracy theories. <laughs> you know, like don't ever have like a nickname or an alias, you know? Yeah. And it's as if celebrities never release albums under alter egos like that's such a common thing. Oh, yeah. Even back to like 80s, like fucking power pop guys did that shit. You know? Yeah. And uh, what's this the Garth Brooks one? Chris Gaines. Chris Gaines. Yeah, my girlfriend was telling me about that. This is a really popular or famous tweet that went around in regards to this theory. And it says, for all you true Beyonce fans, the chick on the left is her, but the chick on the right is not. And uh, this is where it starts to really make sense. This high degree masonry witch on the right is a clone. <sighs> Take a good look. Don't believe me. Look up every celebrity and look how they different. They turn up every single time. People, their faces change over the years. Yeah. These two side-by-side pictures, granted, she's smiling in one. She's wearing earrings in one. Not she's got a little more one. eyeshadow on the other one. The, the, the brows have been thickened out a bit. Yeah, she's got really heavy eyeliner in one picture. She's got the, the Jennifer Aniston highlights, you know? Yeah. Other I've than seen that, a lot of these with the Kim Kardashian butt. Kim Kardashian butt truthers. I'm a big fan of those. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, where it's like, well, this is her with Paris Hilton in 2007, and this is her today, and she's well, she's hauling around a radio flyer full <laughs> of fucking pig meat. And who cares? Yeah. Let her have a fake ass. There's also... I'll tell you, I ain't completed. <laughs> oh. There's also a picture, if you search uh, Beyonce fake pregnancy, you will find uh, <laughs> a picture from her on a talk show where uh, people claim the way she's bending over makes it look like her pregnant belly is fake. Here's, a, here's one fun recurring thing with all these uh, video evidences. They're all in 480p. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's all like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. And as far as her clone glitching like the Eminem thing, the thing people point to for Beyonce is that she kind of slipped and almost fell during her Super Bowl halftime performance. And you will literally find people who are like, would the real Beyonce do that? Like, maybe. She's incapable of fault. Yeah. yeah. It makes no fucking sense. Well, most of the people that are big Beyonce fans are fans of the shit after 2010, you know? Right. They're all big, like, Lemonade fans, you know, all yeah. that shit. And then, you know, like, before that, she was popular, and everyone, you know, she had single ladies and shit like that. But, I mean, you know, she, I feel like she really blew up and became like, oh, Beyonce is the way, the truth, and the light, like, after that. So it's like, well, maybe the, this cloning technology is awesome. You guys should <laughs> shut up if you want some more hot summer jams. <laughs> There's another theory that Beyonce is Solange's mother, as opposed to being her sister, mm -hmm. and that Beyonce is actually... And she just got mad at Jay-Z because he was like a stepdad. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I don't know that, that like what that argument was about, but yeah, yeah the, the theory is that Beyonce became pregnant at the age of 12 or 13, mm -hmm. and her parents covered it up by lying about her age and claiming that Solange was their child. There's even some who say that uh, Matthew Knowles is actually Solange's 
father. Oh, Beyonce's dad? Which would mean that Beyonce's dad raped her. Mm, that's how you go to Texas Bama. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, yeah. But uh. there is part of this theory that I kind of buy, which is that Beyonce is maybe a little older than she says she is. Well, what is she, a Korean gymnast? Like, why do you really need to hide that shit? Is it, yeah. Does it really matter that much if you're Beyonce? See, I think that's where... Because she the, blew up as a, as a you know a 20-year-old or whatever with Destiny's yeah. Child, right? That's where I think the Solange thing comes in. People point to the, her covering up her actual age as evidence that she delivered this baby in oh. sometime in the 90s and yeah. her family's trying Solange to Solange is 12 years younger than Beyonce? Uh, I think a... F- Officially, yes. Okay. One time I well, walked... no, I think it's only it's not even that because wasn't Solange was born in yeah I don't remember yeah one time I walked into my house and my roommate is uh, is blasting Solange and then he comes out just in his like boxer shorts and a t shirt and I was like yeah are you fucking in there and he's like no <laughs> <laughs> just getting down to some Solange just listening to some Solange yeah but the the one really weird piece of evidence, at least in the Beyonce is older than she claims department, is Gabrielle Union, who gave an interview, or Gabrielle Union, who's an actress, she was in the first Bring It On movie, which is uh, fantastic, <laughs> people have never seen it, uh, she was born in 1972, and she said in an interview that she and Beyonce were friends, quote, as teenagers, <laughs> which... At that point, people were like, huh? Yeah. Like, that doesn't make sense. I mean, because Beyonce would have been very... Like, they wouldn't have been teenagers at the same time. Yeah, she would like, have been, like, no... in her 20s or something? Right, right. Oh, man. Yeah, I get That it. is kind of odd. And there's also someone claims to have found uh, Beyonce's actual birth certificate from the Department of Health or something in Joe Texas. Joe Arpaio actually uh, sent, uh, sent someone out to Hawaii. <laughs> And they claim that it says she was born in 74, not 81. Interesting. Which would make Beyonce older than me. Whoa. God damn. You've still got a chance, Adam. That is a twist. You know, here's a, I was researching a sketch I was shooting one time about a morning zoo crew reacting to the events of 9-11. You know, like a, just like, hey, everybody, welcome to Buh-. And just like how they would handle seeing the towers fall, you know, from up yeah. to New York. And the number one song uh, when 9-11 happened was Bootylicious by Destiny's Child. <laughs> Very nice. It's kind of funny. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's the Beyonce theory. I don't. I that, obviously uh, that don't, second part is a little interesting. Yeah, I don't buy that she died, but I don't. I'm not completely off board with the Solange might be her kid, and she's older than she claims. That I mean that I I will say that as someone who speaks constantly uh, on a semi professional level. I say the wrong thing aggressively almost all the time. So I get in an interview if you're like, oh, and we were teenagers. And then you're like, oh, I was a teenager. She was in her 20s. It was kind of weird that right. we were friends. But, you know. But, yeah, that, that one seems weird. Yeah. The, the Gabrielle Union thing seems really weird. Yeah. That, could, that, that might have some legs. This next theory, on the surface, it sounds insane. Mm-hmm. But I actually think it's one of the more plausible theories on this list interesting because i was reading through and i kind of found it was just a little kind of sexist like you wrote in the notes yeah i mean it's definitely kind of sexist (laughs) (laughs) might be why adam believes it all right but the problem is there's precedent for it okay and and the theory is that jk rowling is actually an actress and Mm -hmm. not a writer and that she is the face of what is actually a big team of writers that have been churning out and producing the harry potter books for however many years and it the argument they make is kind not kind of sexist it's super duper sexist <laughs> which is that uh it would be impossible for one woman to write seven thick books that are translated into 55 languages which she's not translating them people get that part right well, first of all she's pe- not like writing it in aramic also <laughs> yeah she's not you know she's not getting murdered on behalf of salman rushdie <laughs> <laughs> exactly and, uh, By the, the way, these are pieces of literature, not uh, uh, Rihanna in the last three months. We don't need to have to call them <laughs> thick. You could say lengthy. There's a lot of other fantastic words you could have used there. And yeah, it's, it's a very sexist way to think about it. It comes from, though, and here's, here's one at least kind of strike against it being written off immediately as sexist, is the person who came up with the theory is a woman named Nina Grunfeld. White feminism. <laughs> exactly. She is a Norwegian filmmaker. Okay. And she wrote the first article 
kind of putting this theory forward that J.K. Rowling is just an actress who is the face of this franchise. Well, I was under the impression for my little bit, you know, I was, I was a Harry Potter, Potter fan as a kid, and I'm not as, like, into the whole extended universe and everything, and yada, 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 as a lot of people. But, I mean, I was under the impression that she was writing mystery novels that were kind of just, you know, paying the bills but not doing great numbers. And then in, in this time, she was coming up with the, uh, you know, the, the world of Harry Potter. She was toying with, like, the language for the spells and all this shit. And this was just kind of she'd been tinkering with for a long time. And it was kind of her big, you know, uh, f- fucking uh, opus, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's the that's the story they tell, Connor. <laughs> but the reason, the the one thing that makes it not that implausible is it's a thing that has happened before yeah with the nancy drew novels which were always credited to a woman named carolyn keen and that woman did not exist there was just a group of writers who wrote the nancy drew novels and they credited them to one person to make it look i mean i read every single goddamn hardy boys when i was a kid and those are fun books to read if you're a if you're a lad but i mean they're all very disposable and it's all very formulaic yeah Chet gets in his jalopy. His new hobby of ventriloquism saves the day, and they escape from the haunted island. You know, right? Uh, something like Harry Potter. I mean, that is a much more you. You have to have a a pretty good vision for storytelling and world building and character development and dialogue and all this shit. That's not something that you can you know shit out like an animorph sequel. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's it. It does. I, I mean, the fact that it happened before makes it moderately believable but yeah this this woman has to have a little more proof to go on it's really just like happened in the past uh but well jk rowling also just strikes me like even when i just like i'll I'll see her tweets or you know see her in interviews and stuff like this is just a bookie lady she likes to she likes to stay inside with a cup of tea read you know you know she's got a couple of friends she's a nerd you know i I get the vibe that she just very genuinely loves literature and you know like you know living in these little fantasy worlds you know like not like right. she's you know going to escape us or whatever, but I mean you know someone someone that likes to get lost in a good book. That's the vibe I get. And maybe this actress is just playing that part very convincingly. But yeah, I don't know. Just no, I'm not really feeling this one. How about the fact that Avril Lavigne died and is being impersonated by her best friend? Love it. This is a this is a fantastic episode of like a one of those like daytime soaps my grandma still watches. Yeah, which by this according to this theory, her friend would have also married Chad Kroger from Nickelback, which. Ooh. That guy that makes all those condiments at uh, Food for Less? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I always wonder when Kroger brand stuff shows up in stores here. I'm like, how? Like, what? There's no Kroger here. Kroger's like a huge grocery chain in the Midwest. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, I was just in the Midwest. I don't think I've seen those. I you do you do I do think you can tell a lot about people by their regional chain stores. Oh yeah. You know, like their gas stations. Like you go to like Pennsylvania and it's all like, Oh man, we're going to Sheets and I was like, What the fuck is Sheets? And there's like it's this gas station, but they got food and they're open all night. And I'm like, Oh, you guys suck. I get why yeah. Trump won now. Like it's Casey's general store in the Midwest. Yep. That's I've seen some I've seen some Casey's. They I have stopped the it there. Best fucking pizza. Here's when you know you're so in trouble. Goddamn good. When you're in trouble is when you see a Sinclair with that green brontosaurus oh, and there's yeah. gonna be like one pump from the Carter administration, <laughs> you know, and you got to go talk to the guy and just, just swipe your debit card through his two remaining teeth <laughs> to get your fucking gas and get out of rural Montana. Yeah, Sinclair is always a scary place. Yeah. There's not much to the Avril Lavigne theory. It just alleges that Avril Lavigne died in 2003 at the age of 19, a year after the release of her debut album, Let Go. Ooh. Her second album, Under My Skin, was released in 2004, and the blogger that came up with this theory insists that the title is very suggestive of the truth. I have a Connor. I, I have a counter theory I'm, I'm developing right now, which is that Avril Lavigne's publicist is like, "All right, these personal appearance fees are going down. She's not writing anything that we can get on the charts." How about we come up with a conspiracy theory? <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Mean Boys are actually. Andy Milanakis diseased weirdos. <laughs> like I, I'm going to start doing this for uh, unpopular opinion <laughs> host Adam Todd Brown is actually Robin Williams. <laughs> I am. <laughs> this podcast would be so much more that was, unbearable. Yeah, if that I was Robin Williams. That was just an, a, an old racist that saw a ghost. That yeah. was all- <laughs> <laughs> they also add that just before the 2004 album came out. A band member and close friend of Avril Lavigne named Evan Taubenfeld left her band. He addressed this in a duet with Lavigne. This makes no sense. Called The Best Years of Our Lives, 
with the line, I never thought I would lose my best friend, which the blog suggests means he must have known that it was the new Levine on the track. What? He could have just been singing a fucking song. Did he like? This is what he wrote. Did he quiz her on like, uh, "Where's the freckle on my dick?" And she was like, "The shaft." And he's like, "The bass." <laughs> that's what I told my. Nice. Fr- that's what I told my friends as we were we were talking about like, okay, if there was a clone of you and I had to figure out whether or not I was going to shoot which one, I like what what's the what's the secret I should tell you so you can ask? And I was like, well, my cat scratched my dick when I was a little kid, so I have a little kitty cat claw shaped scar on on like the the top of my uh, my shaft or whatever. <laughs> And my buddy Ryan was like, I'm not looking at that. I'm just going to shoot both of you. <laughs> I was like, you asshole. It's probably a better plan. Well, and that's another thing. It's like, why Why would you hide clues? Why? I mean, I guess that these people are just the actors and they want to put some of these like things out there because they're trapped and they're trying to get help. But it's like, at that point, you can just go to the police, you know, and say, like, I need a security detail. I'll pay with it for, you know, with my millions of dollars. I'll have right. to, I'll hire a bunch of Blackwater rent-a-cops that encircle my home in the Hollywood Hills, and I'll be the most famous person in the world because I'm revealing the scandal. I wouldn't just be like, oh, my best friend died, you know, <laughs> and just hope that some fat guy on the Internet dug it up and came up with a theory about it. Yeah, it's, it's fucking nuts. Yeah. Let's talk about Andrew W.K. Yes. And that he's played by several different actors. This is a theory. It was started in 2005 after a concert in Elizabeth City, New Jersey, sponsored by college radio station WSOU. Audience members and security staff claim that the person singing on stage in Andrew W.K.'s signature white outfit wasn't actually Andrew W.K. And it was after Labor Day. Shame on him. Yeah, shame, shame. Less than halfway through the set, this Andrew W.K. suddenly left the stage and the rest of the show was canceled. More like Andrew W.T.F. Right? Am I right? Boom. (laughs) Air horn. Uh, Radio sponsor WSOU was also confused and angered as they tried to figure out what exactly happened. You know who actually has admitted to doing this and it is well documented is MF Doom. You remember that scandal? Oh, really? Big Doom fan, and for a while, he was just sending out dudes in the mass to go do his gigs, and they'd start rapping, and people would be like, okay, this is bullshit. MF Doom is four inches shorter than this guy. He's This guy is jacked. MF Doom's a fat guy that wears hockey jerseys and shit. Like, That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was just, he basically was like, yeah, I mean, I you don't when you pay for the show, you're paying for what MF Doom wants to give you, and I, I'm giving you a Doom poster or whatever. <laughs> M of Doom is fucking insane. Like, yeah, yeah, I love that guy. But yeah, no one's ever like he's dead. They're just like, oh yeah, I think he's in England because he got like busted for weed or something. He's I don't know what's going on with him. Yeah. Shortly after this happened, Andrew WK stopped writing music, releasing records, and touring, claiming to have a new perspective on what makes people truly happy. He decided to put his music on hiatus to pursue a career as a motivational self-help speaker and traveled around the country to lecture people on the subject of personal happiness and fulfillment. Any, anytime anyone in any kind of... like I, I'm like, I, I don't know a lot about Andrew K's music. I'm assuming it's fun, but not very substantive. Would that be correct? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if this is a situation where he was kind of like, you know, an industry push, you know? You have people in the industry where it's like, this guy's a star, we gotta make him a star. Ryle Reynolds would be an example where like we're just gonna keep throwing him in superhero movies until one sticks. Right. Happens with comedians a lot of the time. Like, oh, he's got a great look. Let's get him on all these MTV shows until he's selling tickets on the road. We'll get people to write an act for him. I think this is a situation like that, and I think, you know, very possible that this guy was kind of like, fuck this, you know, I'm yeah. out, you know, I'll just, like, I like the people like this, I really, really like me, you know, the songs are fun, but I don't really give a shit, you know, I mean, it, it might have just been like, oh, he grew up as a person a yeah. little bit. Well, one thing I read also was that he had some sort of dispute with his record label, or some sort of legal issue. Yeah, came in there with a, with a baseball bat and... <laughs> yeah forced Suge Knight to this release guy, uh, someone from his contract. I was on 4chan a lot during high school. Believe it or not, listening what? audience. No. And uh, he he popped by uh, uh, Slash Moo to do an AMA one time, and he had, like, photo proof or whatever. And he's Andrew WK holding up his little Sharpie thing, like, Slash Moo, and then the date, and he's like, what's up, nerds, or whatever. And then, you know, kind of hung yeah. out and answered questions and stuff, made a trip code. He was pretty cool. Nice. So I always respected that. Anyone anyone that takes the time to come to 4chan. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, he's... I mean, I mean, this is a. I always heard that he had a record label dispute, and it prevented him from releasing music. 
what in the United An- States. What do Andrew WK and Black Flag have in common? <laughs> yeah, you had to put uh, put out the, the, the name with all the recordings with Keith Morris just under the, the names of the band members. You can actually find an interview with Andrew WK and Larry King online. It's on YouTube where he uh, he discusses this rumor. And this is another one where they have all these side-by-side pictures and in every picture, the pre-2005 Andrew W.K. has a facial hair, and he has a goatee, and the other one doesn't. Yeah. So they're like, see? It's different. <sighs> yeah. No, it's not. He I shaved. Mean, couldn't even get Larry King to suspend <laughs> his disbelief. <laughs> I love that there's a cheering crowd at the end of that, too. As I'll say it every show I do for this network. I love the, uh, the prioritization of sound effects. All right, we got air horn. <laughs> Cunt dinger, <laughs> uh, uh, and then uh, Wilhelm scream and Howard Dean. <laughs> two screams. We got two screams. You two never... screams. Well, one's a that's a red-tailed hawk. Oh, okay. Like Tobias from the Animorphs. Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. We well, we call it intensity eagle, but oh, okay, it's a hawk. Gotcha. Uh, bad news, Connor. Katy Perry's actually John Benet Ramsey, or I guess that's good news because John Benet Ramsey then in that case didn't actually get murdered. Yeah. This is. One of the flimsiest theories of all. Yeah. And they're both blonde. Yeah, they're both blonde. Their parents kind of look alike. Okay. And the whole thing that this centers around, and there's a video. I don't know if we can I don't know if we'll make it through the the video. Let me just pull it up and see if we can get it to get to the juicy part. Yeah, it's Fucking seven minutes long. Oh, this person does not know how to screen capture a star. their computer. Joan Benet Ramsey became Oh, Perry. and just the mic quality. I'm not respecting so, yeah. a theory where if you can't afford a snowball mic, yeah, you know, to make your YouTube. You are in fact a false. It sounds like he's recording it in a walk-in a cooler. Okay. So that's not gonna. That's that's not gonna do us any favors. Yeah. But uh. Yeah, they just, this video, he shows all these side-by-side pictures, and, I mean, do they look alike? No, John JonBenet Ramsey's a child, and Katy Perry is an adult. Yeah, ch- children look drastically different, you know, yeah. as they evolve. You know, you put a thunderstone on John JonBenet, and all of a sudden, she- <laughs> sorry, <laughs> that was not good at all. And- well, yeah, they both had, like, religious parents and stuff, right? They both had religious parents, and the the whole thing that this theory centers around is Katy Perry wrote a book at one point, of course, mm-hmm. and she talks about being a child uh, entertainer, and she says, it's not like there was a John Benet Ramsey inside me uh, bursting to, to get out. And this guy's like, why would she say that well, if she wasn't John Benet she's Ramsey? She's trying to cover her tracks. It's like that. That's the last these, thing she would do if she was actually John Benet Ramsey. These kind of people don't have that Freudian need to fucking do that shit through their art. You know, that only happens with like a Louis C.K. Woody Allen, where Woody Allen fucked a 17 year old and then he made a movie about fucking a 17 year old. <laughs> and for whatever reason, he can't fucking help it. Like, you know, people say Louis C.K. jacks out in front of female comedians in, in, in a hotel room. So he made a movie where it's sexual assault is like a very heavy theme and it's very, a lot of parallels. There's an episode of his TV show about jacking off in front of a lady. So, it's like if you're secretly like I I get it for those kind of guys you know and I'm not saying that women can't also be you know right. uh, a Freudian sociopathic uh, you know clue dropping nightmare people but it just it doesn't I don't know it's yeah. never that's that's a stupid way to do it right you know? what do you think of the Bill Hicks faked his death and became Alex Jones theory oh man big fan of both of these guys <laughs> yeah this one this one is not uh, a fan of Alex Jones I'm I'm, I'm sorry. This, this is an interesting one because they don't look dissimilar. I think they look pretty goddamn close. There's some of these pictures you'll pull up where it's like, okay, damn. Yeah, and they. what I didn't realize is that Sacred Cow Productions, which uh, produced a bunch of Bill Hicks albums, mm-hmm. uh, he was like one of their main uh, talent for a long time, Yeah, is also where Alex Jones got his start. Right around the same time Bill Hicks died. Well, I think that's probably how he knows Joe Rogan is from back in the days, like working with Stan Up and stuff. Because I think they filmed that one Bill Hicks special that's in like Austin or something, where it's kind of just done on like you know like old cameras and all that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And if if you go to the Sacred Cow Productions website now, Bill Hicks and Alex Jones are both listed as 
you know personalities and i feel like they're kind of i'll sh- i'll show you the i feel like they're kind of trying to uh play along with the theory a little bit because when you look on their artist bio page look at bill hicks picture it's like intentionally this thumbnail is like intentionally blurry Oh. And then Alex Jones is right below him, and Alex Jones is wearing sunglasses. Well, I don't know why you're leading with whoever the hell Calarino Castillo is. Yeah, DEA agent. Okay. What? Yeah, it, why is he first? Sane Man is the special I was thinking of. It's a good one. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, when Bill Hicks does do his, like, uh, uh, demon Republican Donald Rumsfeld ranty voice, it does sound a lot like Bill Hicks. But also, I think an important thing to factor in here is there's approximately 47 different genes in Texas to go around, <laughs> you know. So I think they just they just kind of drew from the same general look pool, you know. Like there's certain areas you go where everyone looks very similar. We don't have to name China's, but no, <laughs> you know. But you, you go to the Midwest and you're like, okay, everyone. There's eight different faces, and you kind of roll the dice and you get one of them. Right. Yeah. Exactly. This uh, the people argue that the reason he he made this switch in his career is that he is a CIA disinformation agent who is, uh, was put into the AM shock jock scene to discredit actual radio hosts. Yeah. Well, the thing about that is at this point, he's accrued a lot of influence. This would be, a, you know, a, a mildly, you know, a, a salient point, like maybe eight, nine years ago. But at this point, he's got a very large platform. He's clearly influencing a lot of people, not only in the mainstream media, but some of the you know, the powerful people within the political system and in the private sector. So it's like if he was trying to do this is just, you know, to make everyone just think like, oh, yeah, there's a bunch of goofballs, like blah, 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 make up your own mind. Then he would have probably tapped out a while ago. Yeah. Unless he, you know, just got went crazy and started drinking, drinking the Kool-Aid himself or whatever. Yeah, you would, you would think. But yeah. he... It, it is interesting. Didn't Alex Jones also at one point in court have to admit that he's just doing a character? Sort of doing a character? Yeah. Well, he did because he was trying to like keep custody of his kids or something. Yeah. There was that great tweet, and I'm sorry I don't remember who who wrote it. You could probably find it, but it's a list of people who uh, Alex Jones has uh, lost legal battles to this year. Uh, his ex-wife, yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. You got to watch the Alex Jones apology. I apologize to the good people over at Chibana Yogurt for mischaracterizing their product and their involvement with uh, uh, making the CIA gay uh, for NASCAR. <laughs> we here at Infowars do not think that Chibana Yogurt is actually the seed of the devil himself. <laughs> this was a characterization that I used in an analogy to call Hillary Clinton a bitch. <laughs> That's a pretty good Alex Jones, actually. That was pretty great. Yeah. That was pretty great. Let's uh so yeah that that one just on looks alone in the They look fucking very similar. They look very similar the fact that they come from the same cuz for all we know Bill Hicks might not have been an actual name either. That could just be a dude. Mm. For I mean, who yeah, knows? I I kind of have I, I know a few people kind of closer to the Hicks family or whatever uh, a little bit and I just I think that they would I don't know. I don't think I just yeah. don't think you can do. It. I don't think you can pull something like that off, especially someone who became so popular uh, in death as Bill Hicks. And also, there's the fact that Joe Rogan is a big, you know, Bill Hicks fan. He'll always talk about, you know, how much he loved the uh, the, the Kennedy assassination joke or whatever on, on the show or whatever. And he's also friends with Bill Hicks, and you don't think he would like know, you know, like he's addressed it. He's said as much. I mean, do you think? He, yeah, like, it's one of these things where it's like there's so many people, you know, there's so many comics that knew Bill Hicks, and I think, uh, you know, by virtue of being comics ourselves, we know that the comics are some of the most gossipy, fucking loose-lipped motherfuckers yeah, on sure. planet Earth. So I'm sure Doug Stanhope would have gotten drunk and be like, oh, yeah, he's doing his radio show now. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, he said he was going to give me a cigarette, and he didn't, so I'm going to blow his multi-million dollar media <laughs> operation open. How do you feel about maybe Stevie Wonder not being blind? I mean, I... <laughs> <laughs> Changing I, gears slightly. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I uh, This is yeah, the... There's maybe. this this video. Did you watch this video? I did, yeah. It's a nine-second video. Anyone can go out and search for it and find it on YouTube. It's called, Is Stevie Wonder Really Blind? And it has 108 down Open, votes. Opens with fake Paul McCartney. Yeah, it's got uh, Paul McCartney's imposter singing next to Jerry Seinfeld. They, to, they called him Fall for fake Paul. <laughs> That's actually what they say in that, that documentary. <laughs> Fall. Paul McCartney. The, uh, my favorite season is the autumn, a.k.a. the fall. <laughs> this is, uh, so this is a nine-second video. 
let's just watch it quick. What happens, Paul McCartney runs over to the side of the stage. This is like an all-star celebrity jam thing. Fucking yeah. Nancy Pelosi is on stage. I was about is to that say, is that is? fucking Nancy Pelosi? <laughs> I think it is. Next to maybe Al Gore, maybe uh, character actor Eric Roberts. I have no fucking clue. <laughs> All we are saying <laughs> is cut the corporate tax. <laughs> And Paul McCartney runs over to the side of the stage and knocks a microphone over. And Stevie Wonder just reaches out and catches it. You know who wouldn't have done that? The real Beyonce. <laughs> she wouldn't fall. So let's watch it quick. Stop skipping, Paul. You're at 70. Here's what happened there. The microphone fell onto Stevie Wonder's arm. I also think at the very end, if we can go back, I'm pretty sure that's Tazande. I'm pretty sure this really? might have been a, in, in his window of relevance. If you put no, that's Herbie Hancock. Oh, next to oh, next to uh, that's Herbie. Hancock. That's Herbie Hancock. Oh man, I'm a big fan of Herbie Hancock. I love the shit you do with Jacob Pastorius, Herbie. I'm sorry for disrespecting <laughs> you like that. That was I feel a little racist now. <laughs> but Stevie Wonder's definitely not blind. Mm-hmm. Now, what I think happened when you see him run by, Paul McCartney's head hits the the actual microphone yeah so stevie wonder if nothing else would have heard that yeah and stevie wonder's been around enough microphones to know what it sounds like when someone runs into a microphone and it might be falling and i mean yeah he's also he's on the streets you know cleaning up crime uh, in between working as a public <laughs> defender in new york so i mean he's you he can hang I had never seen his eyes before. Yeah, that's a pretty one, haunting picture, mediatakeout.com. One of the things people say is, well, if he's blind, why does he wear sunglasses? Which, how many, bl- doesn't damn near every blind person wear sunglasses? Yeah, because their eyes are kind of gross and they're doing you a favor. Yeah. And Stevie Wonder is no exception. There's I'm, a picture. Uh, oh. Imagine being able to sense that someone is staring at you without being able to see them <laughs> stare at you. Like, imagine how fucking uncomfortable that would be with all your heightened senses, your fucking arm hairs standing up. There is a, I could not for the life of me find the video again, but there's a video of, it was on TMZ, and they corner some friend of Stevie Wonder's outside an airport. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what do you say about the rumors that Stevie Wonder's blind? And this guy tells a story about how Stevie Wonder used to go around when he would walk in the studio. He would go around to all the women and pretend to uh, accidentally grope their breasts, but he would just do it. And he would be like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm blind, while he's just grabbing. Well, he's got that sense of smell. You can just smell titties like a bloodhound. <laughs> room full of titties. So he's like, I like that the guy debunked this theory with. When like you're a, blind, they let you do it. Like a fun sexual assault anecdote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's not blind. He he's touches just, titties he's all the just time. A rapist? <laughs> uh, so yeah, that that that's that's one that people are really there's a big Stevie Wonder is not blind movement. And he has fun with it. He uh at one point uh there was an interview where I think it was TMZ also, and they caught him outside an airport and he said something about how he was going to fly a plane later. <laughs> And uh, they they said something about him not being blind, and he was like, I'm going to tell the truth this year. That's too funny. Yeah. That's what I would do, is I would just lean into it, you know? I think that's really how you handle a scandal. Yeah, I'd be like, you're right. I can see. Let me drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me your keys. I'd be like, yeah, give me the keys. I'll go tell you all about it. (laughs) Get in the passenger seat. Oh, that's too funny. I don't know why we're ending on this one, but let's talk about Lord. Yeah. Lordy, Lordy, look who might be 40. Lord claims to have been born. I, qu- I quit the show. <laughs> yeah, who better to talk about Lord than Adam and uh, <laughs> me, a guy who mostly listens to post-punk and death grips? Yeah, I, I know nothing about Lord. Neither do I. Except at, that Royal song. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was okay. Which I know she wrote after seeing a picture of George Brett. Which Who's George great. Brett? He played for the Kansas City Royals. For a long time. Oh, and she just like kind of got a. She just saw that picture and his a, shirt that said a, Royals. A clam got moist for old George Brett. <laughs> started uh, started to uh, make a little music down there. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey. Oh. Uh, she claims to be twenty years old, but theorists claim she is forty years old. Several years ago, Jezebel ran an article where a woman claimed she reached out to. Whoever you reach out to in New Zealand to get a copy of Lord's birth certificate. Uh-huh. And she didn't get an actual copy. She just got a printout saying that she was born in 1996. And people were like, oh, you could fake that. Which, beyond that, the only other evidence is she she's, looks old. She's weird looking. She looks older than 20. Which, 
Does she? Ah, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think she just looks well. I mean, it is funny that here's they, the thing. Maybe <laughs> she's just a famous woman that's not wearing makeup, and this is how society yeah. has like. Yeah, it, I do like that, our perception of age. I do like that someone ran her picture through the that Facebook "What's My Age" app. Oh god, and it yeah. came back as forty nine. Yeah, the worst possible <laughs> picture where she looks like a corpse. Yeah, she looks exhausted. Yeah, in that picture. She looks like she's raising six kids that aren't hers. <laughs> there was also apparently in an interview. With uh, Vanity Fair, she introduced herself by saying, hi, I'm Ella Kay, and I'm actually 45. Why would she do that? Because she's 20 and someone made her yeah. famous, you know? <laughs> if, I w- if I got famous when I was 20, I mean, Lord help me if I get famous at any point, I'm going to fucking do a bunch of stupid shit that I regret forever. But I would have been saying the most r- ridiculous garbage, you know? It yeah. would have just been nonsense. I would have been like, yeah, call me fucking Peter or whatever. It doesn't matter. It's all about the music, you know? <laughs> She also apparently in one interview said that the virgin suicides really resonated with me as a teenager. I mean, I am a, I am still a teenager because the virgin suicides came out in the fucking 90s. Or What's the virgin suicides? It was a movie with uh, Kirsten Dunst, I believe, is in it. It's a good movie. It's a okay. weird movie. All right. They give a lot away in that title. And again, yeah, I mean, I'll say like, oh, yeah, back when I was a teenager. And then I remember, oh, wait, no, I did that stupid thing six months ago. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And especially the way that quote works, she says, it really resonated with me as a teenager. Like, she could be saying, me as a teenager, that resonates with me. She's not necessarily saying, 20 years ago when it came out, it really resonated with me. Yeah. But maybe she is. Like, maybe Maybe, maybe she's older than she says she is. This is one of those who really cares. Yeah, who gives, like, I mean, unless you're having a kid with Lord and you're trying to figure out if there's, like, a risk for autism, I don't think this yeah. is any of your business. Yeah, or until she dies at 40 and the official explanation is natural causes. And we're like, what? <laughs> How? She just died in her sleep? Yeah. Okay. I have a feeling Lord is just going to disappear one day and they're going to just be like, eh, she said spaceship, but who knows? It might have been. Yeah. I feel like she's on her way. I, I don't know. I just don't know that much about her music. Neither do I. I mean, she seems to have cultivated kind of a cool persona. I know people are all into her. Yeah. I don't really know. God bless her. So so that's, that's our episode. And this it was, is we buy in the only... I think the only one we gave a plausible to is the Solange daughter one. Yeah, the Solange, the Solange daughter one seems... Uh, at least somewhat feasible. And, and I don't know if this is naive or fucked up, but wouldn't you have like stretch marks or wouldn't your tummy look a little weird? Yeah. You, you know, like think. Beyonce, like very early in her career was, you know, probably had, you know, was showing some midriff during those Destiny Child videos. I can't think of any offhand. I don't really know right. their work that well. Bills, but I'm bills, like, bills. All I got What's is bills, 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 nope, bills, bills. That is not how that sounds. No? Okay. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. That one, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? But uh, yeah, I think that's that's probably the most believable. the The Alex Jones Bill Hicks thing is weird too. But. It is it is fucking weird. That's when I go back to every once in a while. I'm like, well, maybe because that one, like, I get that he's got all these close friends, but he could just as easily go to Joe Rogan and be like, hey, here's the thing I'm doing with my career now. Don't fucking tell anybody. <sighs> yeah, and I'm, but my kind of thing is like, I don't think Bill Hicks could. I think just as knowing having the comedian gene, I think you would go crazy if you weren't being funny. And I, I mean, maybe the whole way he gets that kind of satisfaction just by trolling people now. That's the thing. He maybe thinks he is being funny. But I was just listening to Bill Hicks the other day, and I was like, the, he's very, very articulate. And you know, yeah. And it's like Alex Jones will just frequently just like go on these random, and it, maybe he just found this character that he loves to do, and this is his Jiminy Glick, and he's going to ride it into the sunset. But yeah, could be. I just I can't believe it. I'm I'm an I'm an edgy white guy in his early twenties. You want me to? Disown Bill Hicks. Come on, now. that's a bridge too far. <laughs> yeah, Bill Hicks is great. If anyone listening to this isn't familiar with him, mm-hmm. go find out where Dennis Leary got his entire goddamn career from, <laughs> and check out some early Bill Hicks. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that's our episode. We should get the fuck out of here. What do we have to plug? I think the Unpop show that you're on already passed. Oh, yeah. well, no, we didn't have an episode this week, so I think this is going out on Monday, right? Oh yeah, if we are we gonna are we gonna start doing the weekly episodes? This we can, week? yeah, yeah, I'm down. Hey everybody, conspiracy the show is happening <laughs> weekly now. I thought we already were. Me How and, exciting! Me and Adam uh, communicate very well. We meant to announce it on nine eleven. <laughs> God damn it! Yeah, <laughs> and we blew it. <laughs> yeah, so this Wednesday, come see us at the Alex Theater in Glendale. Free show. Yeah, 
it, a lot of funny people. Lori Kilmartin's there. No, Lori Kilmartin canceled. Okay, well, you know she had agreed to it at one point, so you know it was going to be good. She'll be on a, a future show. We're going to line up a really great uh, uh, guest headliner, but we have Connor and Keith from the Mean Boys podcast. Greg Edwards, holy shit, he's so funny. He's great. Thug notes. Travis Clark is going to be on that yeah, show. He's he's, he's, he's he's a nice guy. He's fantastic. Yeah, very nice guy, really, funny guy. Really sweet, you know. Really funny. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know why I did. Sorry, Travis. Uh, yeah, you, uh, you can listen to the Mean Boys 9-11 Spectacular with Steve Rand is easy. Uh, and uh, we closed with the very first ever 9-11 Carol. Uh, <laughs> just have yourself a merry 9-11. <laughs> That's great. Uh, yeah, you know, go, go listen to Mean Boys, all that shit. We're on the Patreon, too. You know, so if, you, if you're already giving, um, if you feel like Adam Todd Brown has fattened his wallet too much, uh just keep giving to him. He's good. He actually does yeah, shit just, with the money. It'll trickle down to Connor. That's how economics work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, so so we should get the fuck out of here. We're gonna, right. If you're watching the live stream, we're going to record another episode in a couple minutes. So Stay tuned. Hang tight if you want to learn all there is to know about chemtrails. Uh, so, uh, yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. Connor, say goodbye. Return of the fucking frogs, gang. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye, everybody. We love you. <laughs>